The world around us is one of infinite mystery, and with every question we answer, new curiosities ignite. Join me on a journey as we delve into philosophy's biggest questions, from the nature of reality to the meaning of life. This is The Smile Project. In the 19th, in the 19th century, with the rise of must grant that from the moment they take on a popular form, they become something other, something other than what they were as hypothesis of scientific As we have previously discussed in prior podcasts, humankind is innately fearful of that which they do not understand. Through our desire to make sense of the world around us, we are often left with an uneasy sense of limbo when the possibility of uncovering definitive answers is beyond our known capabilities. This feeling couldn't be more present than when considering the notion of death. Humans fear death because, scientifically, we don't have any real evidence to understand it. You see, to form understandings in the mind, We, as living organisms, require sensory stimulus. Without input from the world around us, our consciousness is unable to form thoughts. Just as an organism cannot comprehend a place before birth, so too are we unable to make sense of that which occurs when our time is up. Even so, an inquiry into the concept of death may bear us with fruitful thoughts to consider. So let's dive in. To begin our investigation, we'll take a moment now to briefly define what death is. In simple terms, death is the cessation of all biological functions that sustain a living organism. It is the permanent and irreversible end of an individual's life, including the brain's capacity for consciousness and the ability to breathe independently. In other words, death is the state of no longer being alive. The process of dying can vary depending on the cause and individual circumstances, but it typically involves several stages. One, withdrawal. As the body begins to shut down, a person may start to withdraw from their surroundings. They may become less responsive, stop eating and drinking, and spend more time sleeping. 2. Physical changes. As the body continues to shut down, physical changes occur. The skin may become cool and pale, and breathing may become irregular or shallow. 3. Mental changes. A person's mental state may also change as they near death. They may become confused, disorientated, or agitated or they may experience vivid dreams or hallucinations. 4. Terminal restlessness. In some cases, a person may experience a period of terminal restlessness, which can involve intense agitation, restlessness, or anxiety. 5. Coma. As the body shuts down further, a person may enter a coma, where they are unconscious and unresponsive. 6. Breathing and heart rate. The person's breathing and heart rate may slow and become irregular, eventually stopping altogether. It is important to note, however, 
that not everyone experiences all of these stages, and the process of dying can be different for each person. Additionally, medical interventions and medication can sometimes alter the dying process, usually in an effort to prolong an individual's life. Unless the cause of death is sudden or unexpected, the process of dying can be fairly accurate to predict. But let's not linger too long on the physical process of dying, and instead cast our focus to the many theories on death. There are many different theories and beliefs about what happens to humans when they die. One theory is the idea of biological cessation, which posits that when a person dies, their physical body stops functioning and their consciousness or soul ceases to exist. Many religions and belief systems propose the idea of an afterlife where a person's consciousness or soul goes after they die. The nature of the afterlife can vary widely depending on the belief system, ranging from a peaceful rest to a more active or judgmental experience. Another theory is reincarnation, which suggests that when a person dies, their soul is reborn into another body or form, either immediately or after a period of time. Some people who have had near-death experiences report feelings as though they were outside of their body, traveling through a tunnel or experiencing a sense of peacefulness or light. This has led some to propose the theory of consciousness continuity, which proposes that a person's consciousness continues to exist in some form or other after death, whether in the afterlife or in another realm or dimension. It's worth noting that none of these theories have been scientifically proven, and there is no consensus on what happens to humans when they die. Different individuals and cultures may have different beliefs and interpretations of death and the afterlife. Ultimately, the nature of death and what happens after we die remains a mystery. Death is a complex and powerful concept that can teach us many things. Firstly, it can remind us of the preciousness of life and how finite our time on earth really is. It is like a flame that burns brightly but can be extinguished at any moment. This awareness can motivate us to make the most of our time and to prioritize things that truly matter, like spending time with our loved ones, pursuing our passions, and making a positive impact on the world. Another lesson that can be learned from death is the importance of relationships. When we face the possibility of death, we often realize how much our loved ones mean to us. Relationships can be seen as the roots of a tree providing support and nourishment to help us grow and flourish. They give us a sense of connection, belonging, and purpose, which can be particularly valuable in times of hardship. Death can also teach us the impermanence of things. Everything in life is subject to change, and nothing is guaranteed to last forever. This can be likened to the changing of the seasons, with each phase bringing its own beauty, challenges, and lessons. Accepting the impermanence of things can help us let go of attachments to material possessions or experiences, and instead focus on the present moment and what truly matters. Furthermore, death reminds us of the inevitability of change. Like a river that flows constantly, life is always changing and evolving. It can bring us joy and pain, success and failure, 
but it is how we respond to these changes that determines our growth and resilience. Finally, death inspires us to find meaning and purpose in our lives. We are like stars in the sky, shining brightly for a moment before fading away. The knowledge that our time is limited can motivate us to pursue our passions, make a positive impact on others, and find fulfillment in our lives. Let's now look into the concept of death in regards to culture. Cultural interpretations and celebrations centered on death are diverse and vary greatly across different societies and religions. One example of such celebrations is in the traditional Mexican holiday of Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead, which honors deceased loved ones. Celebrated on November 1st and 2nd, the holiday includes creations of ofredas, altars, with offerings of food, drinks, and personal items for the dead, as well as parades, music, and dance. La Dea de los Muertos is beautifully brought to life in the Disney film Coco, a film that expertly vivifies the vibrant colors and bombastic music of the celebration. It also works to highlight how the celebration brings families together to celebrate the importance of remembering and respecting the dead. Another example is the Chinese holiday known as Qingming Festival, also called Tomb Sweeping Day. Celebrated in early April, this holiday is a time for families to visit the graves of their ancestors and perform rituals such as cleaning the graves, making offerings of food and flowers, and burning incense. In Gaelic culture, the festival of Son was traditionally held on the night of the 31st to mark the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter. It was also believed to be a time when the boundary between the living and the dead was thinnest, and rituals were performed to honor the dead and seek their guidance. These traditions, over time, gave rise to the creation of a newer celebration, one we know today as Halloween. Halloween is often associated with the supernatural and the macabre, and many of its traditions and themes have roots in ancient beliefs and folklore. While it is typically viewed as a light-hearted and fun holiday, it can also be seen as a time to confront and explore our fears of death and the unknown. The final tradition we will be touching upon is that of the writing of death poems, also known as jisai or death haiku. Death poems are a genre of Japanese poetry that date back to ancient times. These poems were traditionally composed by individuals who were facing imminent death, or who had had a premonition of their impending death. The purpose of death poems was to capture the essence of a poet's life, convey their final thoughts and feelings, and offer a glimpse into their philosophy of life and death. Death poems were often composed in a concise, elegant style, and were intended to be a lasting legacy for the poet. In Japanese culture, death poems were highly valued and were often regarded as a reflection of a poet's character and wisdom. Today, death poems are still written and appreciated in Japan and around the world. They continue to be seen as a way for individuals to confront and come to terms with their own mortality. 
as well as a way to celebrate and honor the lives of those who have passed away. All in all, these are just some of the many examples of traditions that celebrate the notion of death in culture. They work to illustrate the wide range of cultural interpretations and celebrations of death that exist around the world. While some cultures view death as a solemn and mournful occasion, others see it as a natural cyclical part of life that should be celebrated. These celebrations and interpretations offer insight into the diverse ways in which different cultures approach the understanding of death. While there are quite literally thousands of insightful and thought-provoking statements that could be used to unpack the notion of death, we, at The Smile Project, believe that the following quotation is one of the finest. I do not fear death. I had been dead for billions and billions of years before I was born, and I had not suffered the slightest inconvenience from it. This quote by Mark Twain author of the famous Adventures of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, is often interpreted as a philosophical statement about the idea of non-existence. Twain is simply saying that before he was born, he did not exist, and therefore he did not experience any suffering or inconvenience from not existing. By extension, he suggests that death is simply a return to the state of non-existence, and therefore has nothing to fear. Ultimately, this quote suggests that Twain had a somewhat light-hearted and philosophical attitude towards death, viewing it as a natural and inevitable part of the cycle of existence. But perhaps we, as humans, might benefit from seeing death through similar eyes to Twain. You see, in doing so, we adopt the logical notion of death as being nothing more than a return to non-existence. This could be likened to the feeling of being put under a general anesthetic during an operation. We count down from 10, and the world goes dark. And before we know it, we're waking once more, with no recollection of the time that has passed by. This is similar to the process of entering a dreamless slumber, one of peace and unknowing, and one that we have no need to fear, because without consciousness, there is nothing to feel at all. So let us conclude our discussion now with some closing thoughts. Although our fear of death is understandable and entirely reasonable, it is important to note that the notion of death is quite simply a fact of life. While we don't know what happens when our lives end, and likely will never be able to fully comprehend what happens, one of the things we can say for certain is that the gift of life is precious beyond measure. Think about it logically. While the statistical likelihood of being born is difficult to quantify precisely, it is estimated to be exceedingly small. Consider the fact that the chances of any sperm fertilizing one egg are roughly one in 40 to 50 million. When you factor in the likelihood of your particular sperm and your particular egg met to create you, the odds become astronomical. Even the slightest variation in timing or genetics could have resulted in a different person being born entirely. Yet, 
despite the near impossible odds of being born, here you are, listening to this podcast. If that isn't a reminder of the extraordinary nature of life, and the importance of cherishing and making the most of the time we have, we don't know what is. Always remember that as scary as the idea of death may be, it pales in comparison to the wonders of the life you have been gifted.